In this episode of the Club K Fabe Podcast, we talk Raw, SmackDown, why we weren't there on time for a two-year anniversary special, and you're going to get it right now. Also, we review NXT Unstoppable, and Points Are Buried, Troll Truth, all the segments you've grown to know and love, and the return of WrestlePiece Theater. All this and more on tonight's Club K Fabe Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Club K Fabe Podcast. Guess what? We're all here again. That's right. This is Club K Fabe 103 after a segmented episode last week. I'm Pat McDermott, joined alongside by Dan Peck. Nothing has caused the human race so much trouble as intelligence. And Chris O'Mealy. Thank you guys for tuning in. Episode 103. This is a... This is pretty damn cool that we've gone on this long, and we're going to keep on going. No stopping. There ain't no stopping us now. This is the official two-year party episode, by the way. Yeah. we kind of didn't have that last week. We've got something returning at the end of the show for you guys. But first, we're going to talk about what happened in wrestling this week with Chris's top ten things in wrestling that he liked. Because he did. <laughs> Chris introduces himself. That's great. <laughs> All right, number 10! But Chris liked this. I did like this. Christopher right. enjoyed number 10. I did. All right, this is a small thing, but I actually really liked how they did the Rusev-Lana breakup, especially when she's like, you know what? You abuse me. I'm going to go make out with Dolph. And Dolph was probably just sitting there like, you know what? This is better than Vicky. You know, it is better for him than Vicky, but there were, there was part of me that said, this is just going to be Lana going, okay, Rusev, now crush! And just poor Dolph Ziggler gets decimated. Aww. But you know what? It's a good way to move them Buried. into a feud with each other because the two of them are kind of in program, like in program purgatory program at the moment. Limbo. Yeah. So this will work out well for them. Plus, Lana is super over right now. So putting her with Ziggler is just going to make her more over. You know, it'll work, Lana it'll with her work head out. down, Lana with her hair down, Ziggler with his hair in a bun. It'll work out really <laughs> well for them for to have Rusev beat Ziggler three months in a row. Buried. Of course. All right, number nine. Number nine. Vampiro conducted a a. Uh, I guess yeah, I was going to say promo, but I guess you could just say it's an interview it's with down. Johnny Mundo. Sit down interview and Vampiro asks the hard questions like, "What is your deal, man?" And then he <laughs> asked it two, two to three more times. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. But it was the way Mundo carried the interview that was so damn good, considering you know his hatred for Del Rio spawns from all this personal uh, who's, animosity. Who's Del Rio? Sorry, Patron. Damn marks. So, did we find out what his deal is, man? Did we? Dan, you're our resident Lucha expert. Uh, it's that, uh, I guess it came down to, I'm jealous, but he won't say he's jealous. If he was like, you're jealous, and he's like, no. 
Yes, no. <laughs> Basically, it's that uh, like Johnny Mundo was there since day one, which was like six months ago, so that's not a huge deal. But like he beat Prince Puma in the first, in one of the first shows, and Prince Puma's been champion. And then Alberto comes in out of nowhere, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's Alberto!" And then everyone forgot about Johnny Mundo. So Johnny Mundo is like reasserting himself as the number one guy. You forgot about Mundo. And I love that clip from last week when he threw Alberto through Dario Cueto's office window. And of course, a week later, all he has is a piece of plywood over. Yeah, this this week was good with the uh, with the segments on the show because they also did uh, they they named Savannah's character Black Lotus, and they've got um, the feud coming up with Mil Muertes, and that's also involving Chavito. So there's like a whole angle that's going on with them and it's cool because they nothing has happened in the ring yet so this is all building towards the inevitable first match but it's telling an awesome story in fact i really think some of the best storytelling in wrestling right now is happening in lucha underground although there's another little area that i think has great storytelling but we're going to talk about that later right now we're going to talk about number eight number eight so uh, Wade Barrett and Neville don't really have bad matches. King Barrett, jeez, Christopher. And they had a match on Raw. Uh, pretty standard, typical match, but it was the ending that was awesome because out comes the inspirational Bo Dallas to just lay it into Neville. Damn, what a hater. I don't remember if he, I saw this part on Hulu. Did he call him a goblin or anything? So you look like a goblin. You could do whatever you want if you believe. Yeah, he was he was kind of angry, Bo Dallas, but I don't know about him joining the Wyatt family if he decided to be clean-shaven again. He got rid of creep stash and everything? Yeah. So. Oh, like, look at that. He's trolling Neville now, even though like, Neville's the guy that beat him for the title. It's good. It's continuity, but it's uh. Oh, that's continuity. There's so many of us. We almost like an Illuminati. <laughs> oh no! No, here comes Illuminati. But you know what? They can Don't do. Don't say it too loud, or else the hats will start rumbling. Yeah. <laughs> they can actually do. Um. Uh, yeah, they can actually do that now because those parts of NXT aired on the network. So even if you hadn't watched NXT before, you don't really have an excuse now. Unless the first takeover was when he was when yeah. he beat him. Unless you just absolutely cannot stand watching your pizza in the uh, oven. That would be sad though, because then you'd have to go back to when Bo Dallas was doing awesome stuff on a weekly basis. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> he touched my bum. I gave you guys cookies. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, number seven. Number seven. We had a ma- awesome match between Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt, and they traded off um, with a Wyatt win on Raw and an Ambrose win on SmackDown. Both matches are very, very good. Did they and... bump off the cell? No. No. <laughs> no, you presidential reject. So, yeah, great matches. Again, you know, some, the focus has got to be on those matches, those TV matches that are really freaking good. And they pulled out two of them. Like, they've just got a natural chemistry with each other. You know, I um, I forget if you talked about this on the pay-per-view review when you talked about the match, 
I want to say, I think Ryback and Bray Wyatt also have a lot of good chemistry together. Uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to discuss that a little bit later too. On a future segment. Get ready for that one, kids. Number six. Number six. The opening contest of Lucha Underground was Prince Puma, and he took on Marty the Moth. Martinez. This, of course, is Marty from Tough Enough, the last season of Tough Enough, which would be Tough Enough 5, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because there was Tough Enough 1, 2, and 3, and then there was the millions of dollars Tough Enough. And now we have Marty the freaking Moth. And he's like super creep status on Melissa Santos while she's announcing him. And then when Puma comes out, he's like gives him a big hug and he wants a photo op. And then he just kind of does the Festus turn and gets all mad face and clotheslines him. But it doesn't matter because Puma beats him anyway. Still. Still, like, it's really cool. He's got a really weird character going on. But that's the point. He's supposedly a descendant from the original Aztec civilization, which is why he's calling himself the Moth, which is this big symbol. And But he's basically just coming off as an angry, aggressive mark, which is the point. Uh, really good stuff and a really good match. But we're not done talking about Lucha yet, so let's get to five. Five golden gimmicks. And this would be a good time to mention that there was a shout-out on the TakeOver pre-show to Glitter, sir. <laughs> no, that or was no, on the pay-per-view. Oh, When Axel came out. When the meta, yes. mega, meta, mega, meta, mega powers. Yeah, whatever they're called. Um, we had a trio's title defense at Lucha. The crew took on... Son of Havoc and Angelico, with Evie still injured, but she played a factor into the end of the match because they did all the dirty work, and then she's just like, all right, I'm going to climb the ladder now. I'm also going to bite this guy, but... With a broken freaking leg! Yeah, and Angelico... It's just legit, she she really broke her leg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Angelico's doing the uh, all the big spots now. Yeah, he, he jumped just... off the roof, the, yeah, the roof of uh, Cueto's office yeah but this time it wasn't a uh a cross body it was a drop kick yeah a kick uh whichever one the guy that i don't know is right yeah, usually there's a, there's like there's castro um god i don't i don't know the crew's name bale castro cortez castro and cortez castro and that other guy but uh, i just I, i'm just like oh it's b-boy uh uh, Ricky Reyes and the Asian guy. <laughs> the Asian guy. Uh, somebody in the comments, please tell us the names of the crew. Rocksteady, Bebop, and Baxter Stockman. Yes. Now that's a trios team. All playing played by black guys in the next TMNT movie. Well, at least two of them. What's with the super casting on that movie? Oh my god. Because they were pissed off at how much you shit on it, Pat. I know. So they're like, Pat has to see I know. this movie. They're like, so we need to put in Casey Jones. Pat really likes Arrow, so we need to have Arrow play Casey Jones. <laughs> then they're like, he doesn't like Tyler Perry, but he likes Blackster Stockman, so we have to do a black Baxter Stockman. Uh, they they cater this, and now I heard rumors that CM Punk auditioned to do a voice for Krang in po- in a possible That'd role be in the awesome. movie. I bet he uh, walked out. <laughs> I can't wait to see all the memes about that. 
And then he quiets, yeah. Whatever. And yeah. then he quiets, yep. All right, number four. Number four. I got a kick out of the um, the Architect of a Dream segment that closed Raw with Seth Rollins. Um, not only was it cheesetastic and just over-the-top ridiculous, but it also built up the next match, which will be Rollins versus Ambrose, which is hilarious because the whole time they're just like, all three of you guys are going to the back of the line. Ambrose is like, yeah, I'm a line jumper. You know, um, I got to say, there, there's certain feuds that, you know, they encapsulate a moment in time and you're never going to forget them. I think these two guys are going to be linked together the entire their entire career in WWE. They're, they're always going to come back to it. It's going to be a feud. It's going to last. Of course, you know, Seth Rollins is going to get fired by the end of the year. So. Of course. Right, yeah. of course. And, uh, I mean, I those really... dick pics, that, that, that ended his career. I really liked how this played on the the cinder blocks from months ago. What maybe even close to six months ago? More than that. More than that. Almost a year. So this, six months ago would have been December. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So it was almost so, a year. This was like September or October. Well, so they had that awesome Hell in the Cell eight, match ten. that wasn't so awesome because because they didn't take cell bumps. Cell. Yeah, except yeah, they course. totally took cell bumps. But, um, but some people are idiots. I thought it was funny. He's like, I'm going to do exactly what you did to me, except you don't do the curb stomp anymore, so I'm not doing it. I'm going to smash you with a chair and face. Yep. But it was still good. It was very good. Yeah, they're going to have an awesome rematch. You notice the crowd reaction, too, is as soon as they started pushing Ambrose to the top again, now they have to say, Randy Orton. Yay. Roman Reigns. Yay. Dean Ambrose. Oh, God, get him out here already. <laughs> All right, I'm let's. Yeah, is that a SmackDown know. pop? <laughs> yes, the or, the inorganic SmackDown this pop. This is raw. Why are those pops on this show? All right, y'all. Number three. Number three. All right, so this is, everybody's probably going to be like, "LOL, TNA," because Chris put this on his things he liked list. Because Destination America has announced they're canceling all TNA programming by September. But before y'all start the trolling, let me explain to you why I think this is a good thing. First of all, I agree with everybody's uh, comments about this. How, yes, it does negatively impact the business because that means that there's one less place for people to work. Right. And I totally agree with that. But here's the thing. TNA as a company has been dead in the water for so long that it's almost pointless for them to continue in the way they're doing. And the last time this happened needed to be their wake-up call that they had to change their programming to pick it back up so they wouldn't end up on a station that not a lot of people get instead of Spike TV, which is on almost everyone's cable options. But they got dumped and moved right onto a new uh, boyfriend. And the very first impact that they did... And the very first promo on that impact was an entire anti-WWE promo by the newly reformed Dudley boys. And it was so stupid that I turned it off. And I'm like, I don't understand. You've had all this time to change, and you're not changing. This needs to be their wake-up call. First of all, they don't need TV to continue as a promotion. Obviously, that would be ideal for them, but they can continue with webcasting. As Dan pointed out, they're just going to go back to real player. You know... And not to say WWE handles all towns correctly because they don't, but there there is something to be said in TNA, like where they take a guy like EC3 who they pushed for a bit as this big deal and then really didn't know what to do with him, 
and now they're off TV, that guy could have easily been yeah. their top star. But let's take let's talk about a guy like Rhino who worked for them and they didn't know what to do with him, so he was constantly either a lackey or he was off TV or not on TV. They move him back to NXT, and the guy's a superstar. Yeah, because Triple H knows how to book. And it's funny because I saw the one article where they're like, they they Spike TV really wanted Russo removed from writing staff, so they said that he was, but they kept him on secretly, and Spike got really pissed about that. Like, is that really the type of person you want Sorry. running your company? Like, it, it makes no sense to me. TNA would be awesome if they would go back to Jarrett writing it. Because Jarrett, even though he put himself as the champion for three years, wrote really good storylines. And it wasn't all WWE light. They felt like their own company. Like uh, it piss, it, Their potential pisses me off because they're not using it. And I really want this to be their wake-up call to say, we got to change over a lot of shit. And one of the things they need to do is get rid of Russo because, I mean... We people complain all the time that WWE like changes their mind too often, and Vince does that, and Vince does that. But that those problems are all over the place in TNA the, with the whole roster. The amount of potential that has been wasted in TNA, from AJ Styles to Daniels and Kazarian to like we just mentioned with EC3, even Rhino, Bobby Roode, right. The, the um, one of the only guys they did well for, and that's because he did well for them, was when Bubba changed to Bully Ray. Right, but still, it was still Bubba Ray Dudley getting a new character. Like all their all their organic guys that got their exposure through TNA, like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, left. You know, Daniels and Kazarian still there, but not used, utilized as the focal point of the show. Because what they kept doing is bringing in all these ex-WWE guys and pushing their homegrown guys to the back so they could be like, WWE misused this guy, so now we're going to we're gonna use him the right way. But they did that with so many people they, that it became redundant. They killed Ken Anderson's value. Yep. Um, they MVP. killed MVP's value, yeah. So, like, I really think that this needs to be TNA's wake-up call. And Bobby the thing Lindsay. is, this is the worst thing that could happen to them right now. Because it, for a while in the 2000s, it really was an alternate between going to WWE or TNA. But now you have tons of other options. You've got Lucha. You've got New Japan getting all their exposure. You Des- Global Force. Global Force is going to start launching pretty soon. I mean, you know, Ring of Honor doesn't get nearly the exposure that it needs to. But at least it's still going to be on television. The- and hell, even a lot of indie promotions are getting... A lot of localized TV deals suddenly, like Pro Wrestling Syndicate, is suddenly on local television. Even take um, how TNA used people that they spent millions of dollars on, Sting, who they they tried to treat as like a top guy, but in the end, when he came to WWE, they put him over the top. Same thing with Hogan, when Hogan would come out every week in jeans and sneakers and just go, "Here's your match, brothers," and then go to the back. And then it was suddenly, Flair, too. They didn't even utilize Ric Flair correctly. Well, Flair, they, they had him originally um, with Fortune, which I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. And then they were just like, oh, we have nothing for you to do. Why don't you go out to the ring with Gunner? And he's like, do I have to? And when they do get somebody really good, like like when they started the Joseph Park character and it was hilarious, then they killed that off. Oh, guess what? They brought that back. And now it's just uh, not going to... And now it's not... Why? The impact, the impact is gone. So... I personally think that this is a good thing for TNA as a company to really reevaluate themselves and try to do something differently because at this point they have nobody to blame but themselves. 
and I want to like their products so badly, but I just can't do it. And, and if I've they tried. die at this point, they deserve to die. Yeah, like, at this point, that's basically what it is. And the thing is, like, there are so many other people that in that company that would probably be like, you know what, screw this, I'll just form another company and and do this the right way, and they'll probably end up being successful. Well, Dan, we'll always have, like, that three-month run. <laughs> Where we actually reviewed it on this show. The I don't show even go back excellent. And I don't even want to go back and listen to those episodes. <laughs> That's like there's so much impact talk. Everybody was so hyped about it, and then one week you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Never changed anything on the show. It's the same show now. Do you remember when we were advertising? We were hiring for the Club Cafe podcast for somebody to come on the show to review Impact for us, and nobody did it. Almost every other podcast I ever heard of that did that got somebody. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Well, like it sucks. It's their their wasted potential is just overwhelming to me but uh th- this really needs to be their wake-up call and putting, that's the most w- we've talked about them in a while putting dixie over as a tv character i think was really one of the worst moves they made and that's cost i think that especially that since they cost pr- them. prided themselves on her staying behind the scenes for so long yeah and how how do you openly make fun of like Vince McMahon and Triple H for making themselves the focal point of their TV show when your person's doing the same thing. That makes no sense. Right, when uh, you're in a Dixieland match for the championship, and it's so uh, convoluted, that makes no sense. Yeah. I mean... Oh, for my the Magnus! Fi- that was another guy they blew the potential with. Yeah, he yeah, had after, potential. After making me finally care about him, they quickly made me stop. Yeah. And the thing is... I, my entire faith in TNA went out the window with that Sting-Jeff Hardy match. Oh, well, there was that. But how about the uh, all the UFC guys they threw money at? Who about never Pac- wrestled Pac-Man any matches. Jones, who was tag champion and never once wrestled? Pac-Man Jones, um, what was the other guy? King Mo, Rampage Jackson, Gino Ortiz. But then they both just left because freaking Strikeforce was like, no, you guys got to focus on your fight. Yeah, and they wasted all that money and time. And then they both got hurt and didn't have the fight either. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But there was a time when TNA, they knew how to do batch, backstage segments better than WWE. Yeah, there was a time when they were doing better than WWE, and it's it's a, it sucks that they squandered it. It really does. Like it, it, this, this whole thing just sucks for the business in general. So please, for the love of God, Dixie, I know you're listening to the show because you, you don't have anything better to do. So... Oh, Please we got a new your spot product. on Destination America, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's right It's right where TNA Impact used to be. We're going to go live from oh. uh, from the Kafabe Studios. The Kafabe Studio, okay. We're, we're going to talk about a show that doesn't exist on their network. Yeah, really lock that door, though, because I don't want to get kicked off that network, too. Stitcher's been very tolerant of certain people. Certain people that you, Patrick, when you're not here, we actually are able to keep the door locked, just for the record. Huh. I wonder why that I, is. Yeah, I know. Really. I mean, when you're here, it's a revolving door of Brazzer Ramones and ERTs and Triple H's. and I think it's because you N-rigged the door. And that and him. See, Dan can at least keep the hatch shut. Yeah, my fat ass takes care of that most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Well, you know, it's hard to podcast and watch the door and watch the recording and make sure everything goes all right. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's about time for number two. 
So John Cena did his... <laughs> All over the floor. Of course. John Cena did the U.S. Open challenge. Not the tech- tennis match. And uh, guess who answered? But freaking Kevin Owens answered the challenge. Which... Or did he? Well, let's talk about this. So he basically comes out. Wait, Kevin Owens showed up? I didn't see that on NXT ten times. NXT's turned into Raw Raw Replay. Last two weeks, it's all been Raw Replays at the beginning of the show. It's terrible. NXT's already jumped the shark. It's over. Abandoned ship. Okay. Let's talk about what Kevin Owens said to John Cena. He wanted to see Michael Cole up close and personal because he does a great job. Yeah, of course. It was funny. It was great just how condescending he was to Cena the whole time. Oh, dude, it was awesome. They let someone actually just tear into Let John me give Cena. you some veteran advice. Actually, John, I've been doing this longer than you. That was freaking awesome. And I like how he just... It, it None of it like matters, been, man. ...out of the challenge, and then, he's, and then he just, just decimates Cena. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to fight him at Elimination and the whole attitude was like, I'm not going to fight you on your terms. I'm going to do it on mine. And, oh, look, it's going to be a special and everyone's going to watch. Like, that was just a perfect smug way of doing it. And I loved every second of it. Well, not only that, um, for everyone who says, you know, Cena doesn't put anybody over, this segment was proof that he, he indeed does, as well as this whole U.S. Open Challenge thing. But he sold that pop-up powerbomb like he died. So, props yeah. to John Cena for that. That was awesome. Did die. <laughs> Not Friggin many people awesome. know this. He actually did die. <laughs> did anybody edit his? Oh, Wikipedia I can't wait for, for weekend at Johnny's. <laughs> oh god! Weekend at Johnny's too. Oh, you got your title for the episode now. <laughs> people we- think we're talking about John- <laughs> Big Johnny. Big Johnny. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should put a picture of Big Johnny up there <laughs> to really screw with people. Uh. All right. At this point of the show, <laughs> once you guys hit the 25 and a half minute mark, you'll understand what we're really talking about. But you'll be utterly confused until then. Well, guys, it's time for number one. Number one! And as if there was any doubt, my number one favorite thing in wrestling this week was NXT TakeOver Unstoppable. And we're going to do a recap of the show right now. So let's kick things off with our opening contest, and that is Finn Balor coming out in New Demon paint with the Eye of Balor painted on his back. Yeah, I was like, is that the... It looked like the Resident Evil eye that, like, forms in things yeah. when they get the T-Virus. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I thought it was Sauron. It was the yeah. never, never soft eye. He's a I big, was going to mention that, fan. and I was like, yeah. wow, people think I know too much about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but you get that reference, Patrick. Yes, yes I do. But you get you do get it, yes. and he took on Tyler Breeze with his uh, his selfie girls. Oh, his his oh. Uh, NX Tolmania entrance. His, his and one Bree- one of them was Sarah Stock. Yeah, his Breezy X, or whatever they're going to be called. And it was he an, had a name for his friends. I'm sure he does. I just don't know it. Put that in the comments, people. Counting on you, Chev. They're one of Breeze. Yeah, that was it. They, they're one of them. They're one of Breeze. All right. You don't have to put it 
If you put it in the comments now, it's just because you're too you heard late. Them say that. I'm, yeah. I'm smarter you, than you. You're going to be like, "Haha, I got you guys. You're dumb." And then all of a sudden we said it, and then you'll be like, oh. "I hope it is, I hope it is Chef." So he puts it and then just goes, "Welp," right underneath. <laughs> Cuz I'll I'll laugh my ass off. You know what's going to happen. Of course. He's going to um, pause and look it up so we can be all smart and then 2 seconds later when he hits play. Again, there these I mean all the matches on this show ranged from pretty good to friggin' awesome and this was definitely in the friggin' awesome category. Yeah, even Baron Corbin had a pretty good match. Yeah, like I said, pretty good. <laughs> That's the most praise I'm giving him right now. We'll talk about that in a sec. What'd you guys think of the Balor Breeze match? I mean, those two guys put on an awesome match no matter who they're in the ring with, so I was I loved it. I love the uh I love how Balor is changing up his look bit by bit and and changing up the he's keeping the primary face paint but he's finding ways to work around do different things with it right well i think that's the one they really want to market yeah um and he's not going to do all that copyrighted stuff like he did on the indies that said uh jeff hardy eat your eyeballs out of your paint on eyeballs because (laughs) finn balor is the better you (laughs) finn balor is the better eyeball um, it's a shame what happened to Atami, because I can just imagine this match being even more crazy and awesome with Atami thrown in. But um, a lot of people were being like, oh my god, it's this is such a setback. But everybody else is pretty much like, it's just a fluke injury. So it's going to be one of those injuries that he'll recover from, and he's not going to like, you know, get a whole career setback over it. Yeah. And the way that NXT tapes anyway... Those the six to eight months are going to fly by because they tape a whole month at a time. So he's only going to miss like six to eight tapings. So it's really not that big of a deal. But I wish him well in his recovery. I'm glad we still got an awesome match out of that. So Finn uh, Balor, right? No, yeah, Finn Balor's, yeah, number, one Finn Balor's number one contender. Um, again. I, Again, but this time I think there's going to be more to the feud than just because last time it was there was still so much focus on Sammy and everything. I don't I think know. This... <laughs> Feels like an afterthought already. Uh, I'm not so sure because we got well. Let's let's see what happens after Elimination Chamber, and that should give us a pretty clear understanding as to what's happening here. All right, next we have Dana Brooke and Emma taking on Bailey and Charlotte. And this was a Divas tag match. Uh, Dana Brooke on a live show. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she definitely needs some more work. Uh, she's got she's got it. It's there. She just um, she just needs a little. She's definitely in NXT for a reason. Um, Emma, I mean Emma works decently. Yeah, Dana Brooke should be on the main roster. She can get promoted to NXT one day. Ha! <laughs> so she can work with <laughs> friggin' Cameron. And Eva Marie. Yeah. Who they showed Wait. all read everything in the crowd. Eva Marie was in the crowd and there was a guy sitting right next to her and he did not give a single fuck. But nope. Steph was sitting next to the Game of Thrones guy. Yes. Cesaro was there. Zack Ryder was there. Apparently, yeah. Apparently a lot of people there. Yeah. Which uh, means there were no fans because apparently they had to turn people back because they changed the set like that day. So there are yeah. people who had bought tickets that didn't get to get in. That which is, sucks. Which is bull. That's almost as which, bad as Zack Ryder's new fate, which is being paired with Mojo Raleigh soon. Oh, God. Yeah, that did not make my top ten, by the way. That's good because it hasn't happened yet, really. So. Yeah, but, yeah. 
I'm all for Zack Ryder back on TV, but eh. anyway, Bailey and Charlotte go over, and I'm guessing that Bailey will eventually be the women's champion, and Charlotte will be fast tracked to the main roster. Um, there's still some more women action on the show. We're gonna talk about that in a sec, but let's talk about easily Baron Corbin's best match. I really enjoyed this match, and everyone knows what a Baron Corbin hater I am. Yeah, but that's just it. I mean, he had a true veteran in Rhino to help to help him out with it, and Rhino being the heel means that he controlled the flow of the match and called the spots. Not only that, but Rhino on NXT has mainly been having quick squash matches. So yeah. you kind of wondered. I mean, a he is getting close over. Lines and a few clotheslines and a gore. Go. Yeah, and he, and he can. And this was this was perfect because he he made Baron Corbin look good. Right. And they're already they're already um building up promos for rematches. So we we haven't seen the end of this one yet. Good. If anyone if anyone's going to work with him, I'd rather it be Rhino consistently. <laughs> yeah, no. If he's going to he's actually going to get help with this. Then yeah, no more bull Dempsey feuds. Run with it. If it's what hard. happened to Bull Dempsey? Maybe he'll feud with Rhino next. Maybe we Zack Ryder will tag with him too. I think Bull, <laughs> Bull Dempsey probably died. I don't know. That's that's just terrible. That's Joey Image's friend. Be nice. I like the guy, but he just fell off the face of the earth. I know, I know. I feel bad for him. Next up is the tag team championship on the line with Blake and Murphy as New Music McGillicuddy oh my taking God. on. And, and, with their, their cocky, and then, yeah, you just want to have a seizure. Shit, the cockiest shit entrance, which I loved. Because that's the perfect, that's a, such an easy way to get heel heat. And, of course, they took on Enzo and Big Cass with Carmella. And that whole storyline was going down. But we had a heel turn in the finish, and it wasn't Carmella. It was innocent little Alexa Bliss. And she's so hot, I don't care. She assists Blake and Murphy with the win to retain the titles and walks off with them. Good, because Blake and Murphy, they needed something, and I think this might be it for them. And she kind of needed something, too, because she was yeah. kind of floundering a little bit. So, yeah, this Plus, is perfect. Plus, there's, like, there's like, almost, like, one diva was heel. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually full heel. So they need another heel diva. And she's got new Gun and Murphy style gear, and her ass is all hanging out, and I approve. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm very excited for those matches. Um, next is the actual longest match of the show, and it was the women's championship match. What? It's, yep. And Sasha Banks took on Becky Lynch, and Becky came out in all steampunk gear, and her hair dyed orange, and looked amazing. And Sasha Banks is the boss, and they had one of the best women's matches that I have seen in a very long time. I think the best match on this card, actually. I, I would, would actually, I would actually yes. agree with you. Yeah, this is definitely um, the best match on the card. The working the arm spot, where she was literally stepping down. Oh my and god, that was so back. vicious! Like even I was cringing watching that. I'm like, I don't care if this has worked or not. This is ridiculous. Um, I, I just think that match was, and um, then they, then Becky did like the John Cena spot on the outside where she rolled through and and held up Sasha Banks after yeah. the dive. The finish was brilliant. The yeah, finish was perfect. Like, like I can't say enough good things about this match. If any of you guys did not see this special, and you have to watch one match from it, watch this one. 
Like this will con- this will convince this will convince even the biggest hater that women can wrestle in WWE. And this is why a lot of these girls need to be on the main roster because that's what I keep saying. This give divas a chance thing is great and all, but the divas that should be getting a chance are the ones who can really go, and they're all in NXT right now. That's what I want to see. And now we can talk about the main event, which was the NXT Championship as Sami Zayn, who looked pretty damn good for being injured, took on Kevin Owens in a in what was basically built as a big ol' fuck you to Sami Zayn, and that's what was awesome about it. I spent like the entire match outside, on the outside. Yeah. Which which was like, okay, that's smart, because when you're just outside pummeling each other, you're not really doing much, and he's he's hurt, so I was like, that's really good, that's a good idea. Yeah, and it was it was a perfect way to get him over, and it got to the point where it just got ridiculous, and they threw the match out, and Owens wouldn't stop, and he just will not let up on Sammy, no matter how many referees hold him off. Even and Regal then, couldn't hold him off. Yeah, that was the best part, when Regal like jammed his friggin' fingers <laughs> in his face and pulled him off. Yeah, it, it just got to, it got to just ridiculous proportions, and you're like, somebody's got to stop this guy. And then came the markout moment of the week when friggin' Samoa Joe debuted on NXT, and that was awesome. And, and they're they calling did. him Samoa Joe, and he has a new shirt. He already and it has sold a shirt out immediately. Yeah, it really did. There's <laughs> a reason why that dollar sign is on there. <laughs> So, there's a dollar I, sign on well, it. It's an SJ. It's, it's yeah, MJ, but <laughs> um, that's a dollar sign, man. Because that's what it? he is right now. So there's an interesting <laughs> thing with this Samoa Joe um, signing. Yeah, because uh, he's Samoa Joe. Well, yeah, that's interesting about it. But supposedly he's also able to continue to work indie dates and take future dates. Yeah, yeah he's working there. Johnny Gargano like tonight. <laughs> yeah, they said this is a new type of contract that they're working on. This could be, I mean, this... Take some shows for the next couple months, and then... Yeah, you know, why not? It's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt them. Watching shows like this and seeing a deal like that and seeing um, an NXT event end with Samoa Joe, to me, still, you know, a lot of people say Punk was a quieter. He let... This is this is what I think Punk fought for, was this, this stuff to end up happening these guys who work so hard to get a shot. And I, I think, you know, his, his career and walking away and all that wasn't in vain because look at look at the NXT roster, look at the main roster now, and look, Samoa Joe, would you ever think you'd see him in WWE? I thought, honestly, he was past the point where WWE consider signing him. Yeah, it was funny that too. NXT exploded, like, two weeks after CM Punk left. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that guy was really right, but uh, we can't let him know while he's here. <laughs> so awesome though like i mean this this is one of those things you didn't you, hey, you uh, kind you kind of thought would happen one day but you certainly didn't think it was going to happen like this hey colt we need a we need a color commentator are you still friends with punk yeah oh if you weren't we would have given you a job <laughs> nah you're blacklisted yeah blacklist him Makes sense. <laughs> For him, right. blacklist just to list the blacks. Of course. So, um, just like my Samoan list. 
my, my official uh, review of TakeOver Unstoppable is very simply the fact that all the matches were amazing. No individual match of the year candidate, but the show as a whole is well, definitely women's up. match of the year. I candidate. would say, yeah, I would say the women's match might fall into a match of the year candidate. We could do a women's match of the year candidate. We've already a- decided to do that, and I've already started. <laughs> there you go. I'd be so excited that I'm actually preemptive. So, Indeed. Yeah. All right, so that was your week in wrestling. And now, guys, it's time for a little segment that I like to call Troll Truth. This is where we discuss something that a troll has said on the Internet. And it's called Truth because in their eyes, this is 100% accurate. And today we're going to focus on a comment from our old pal, you know who, the master of the cooked pizza. Hey, man who messaged me shortly after the payback pay-per-view to tell me this. For once, I have to give two guys I really don't like some credit. Bray Wyatt and Ryback had a really good match at payback. For some reason, those two guys work very well together. Stupid! <laughs> um, so, yeah. The reason's all, called talent. First of all, Yes, they did have a really good match. And I was kind of hoping that feud would continue, but it looks like they might be moving on to other things. Um, that said, I mean, Ryback and Bray Wyatt... Bray Wyatt, first of all, has been on a tear for the past probably year at this point. Um, yeah. Maybe even more than that. And Ryback... He, he was the Rumble Since MVP. Cena. Since Cena. Yeah. And Ryback... But not during Cena, but since Cena. Ryback, I'd say, since coming back from that injury, has been on. They've been rebuilding him ever since, and I think he's gotten a lot better, especially uh, knowing how to react to a crowd. On Raw this week, he was great because um, Sheamus came out, and then uh, <laughs> Ryback's like, "I don't know if you could hear them, but they're saying you look stupid." <laughs> and then Stephanie tried to interrupt him. He goes, "Steph, big guys talking, okay?" <laughs> it was great. That was um, funny. Steph's reaction to that was Steph hilarious, made too. her comeback. But uh, I think he and Sheamus had a good match, too. I, I think Ryback is one of those guys who is just, you know, now he's finally comfortable in the role where he's going to be pushed to eventually. But Bray Wyatt has been he's been with Cena last year at WrestleMania, Taker this year. He's worked great programs with Dean Ambrose and Daniel Bryan. I don't understand where this for once comes from because these both of these guys have been working their asses off. Yeah, it's um, and they they both absolutely deserve it. They are. This is by far one of Ryback's best feuds, and why it just continues to get better and better. Um, the sky's the limit for these two at this point. You know, why it's been a guy who consistently has been over and having great feuds without ever really needing to put a championship in there, and Ryback's kind of in that same boat now. Where, like, he can just have a feud and it'll work. Right, and thankfully and, and, they realized as, that. As much as they really botched the Survivor Series storyline afterwards, I really feel like that helped Ryback immensely. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny that he was in the ring with the Authority this week and neither side really mentioned that, you know? it's just Yeah, and I'm glad that's over now because it was... <laughs> it had to hit a real overkill portions, but... I mean, Rowan yeah, I, forgot right away. 
Rowan forgot to be babyface. And Harper's just like, yeah, they ran out of stuff yeah. for me to do, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still love that. I still mark out for that. <laughs> so really good stuff this week in wrestling. TakeOver was a highlight. Lucha was awesome. Raw was another Raw that started off kind of eh, and then got really good really fast. That's been Raw's consistency. And I didn't see all of SmackDown, but SmackDown hasn't been, like, must-see. But if you have nothing else to do and you watch it, you're going to enjoy it yourself. You're going to get so, at least a few quality matches on the show. Yeah. Um, can't always say the same for uh, people who comment on the internet, though. And did you guys know that some trolls have access to WWE's official Facebook page? No. Oh, they do. They let yeah, trolls they on the internet now? <laughs> I don't know how they got how they got Wi-Fi underneath those bridges, but they do. They did it. Uh, it's not a bridge. It's a basement. Uh, it's a log cabin. So you're a cave troll instead of a... Under the... <laughs> it's a sectional couch with a dog eating out every single piece of stuffing. Oh, that sounded, disgusting, <laughs> sounded extra disgusting. Eating eat that I couch un- pussy. I understand that reference. The anyway, co- this week we're looking islands. at a post about a Mega Powers video. And no, not that Mega Powers, that other Mega Powers. Oh, uh, the other Mega Powers. Wow, this is confusing. Please stop this madness. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember when Sandow won Money in the Bank and his career looked like it was ready to take off? Seems like it was ages ago. Terrible. That was when his career was going to take off? I'm pretty sure. Because I thought it was too soon, and he probably should have lost that match where he cashed in. Right. He's way more over now. I did like his feud with Cody over it, though. That, That was cool, though. And then, then he got the chocolate bar briefcase. Oh, yeah. Rich mahogany. Chocolate bar briefcase. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> a bigger joke than a new day. Yeah, no. Oh, Dude, that would have been that would have been possibly relevant if you wrote that, like, a few months um, ago when new day wasn't relevant. <laughs> And Sandow wasn't doing much of it. Yeah. Details, the, details, Dan. WWE, you are so embarrassing anymore. Run out of <laughs> ideas so you remake old characters? What a shame. Oh, that's such a great comment. You are so embarrassing anymore. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and our last comment. Why is WWE wasting Sandow like this? I swear this has the wreck of Russo to it. The wreck. We already established where the Russo problem lies. Oh, God. Those were good. Thank you. Uh, And now, it's time to play everyone's favorite game, Points or... Buried. And because Pat wasn't on the show last week, he brought two shovels. Oh, crap. Uh, I brought a shovel. I brought a guy to fold things. <laughs> oh, boy. So you guys are in trouble now. All right. This week's game was inspired by Rear Window, which Dan and I just reviewed on Talk and Talkies, where 
Jimmy Stewart's bound in a wheelchair and he has nothing better to do with his time than just spy on all his neighbors. So I asked every one of you to put yourself in that situation where all you have to do to pass the time throughout your day is just stare at your window at the apartment complex across the way and see what your neighbors are doing. But all your neighbors are wrestlers. So I asked you to tell me who you see and what they're doing. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. All right, so here's what our first person sees. Big E Langston selecting three items of something and shaking nervously. Oh, poor Big E. Because there's not there's not any more to select, or he cannot select two more. There's no more to select. He's stuck with three. Oh, man. So it's not really selecting. You're just taking three items. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to give it points, though. So he weld. Hey. Hey. All right. Here's what our next person sees. I see Roman Reigns shaking vigorously while sweating profusely, cocking his fist over his Roman soldier, watching a porn titled Barely Legal BBY Girls, (laughs) until he inevitably roars, ooh-ah, all over his keyboard. You keep watching? (laughs) I kept watching. That's the best part. He had nothing else to do. He had to keep watching. You watched to completion as he watched to completion. Wow, that's like Inception, but oh, Inception, uh, Inception, not well, on Chev's chin, no. But is that Chev? It was. Oh, because he gets points. <laughs> yeah, yep, this wasn't Chev's chin. Points on Chev's chin. Oh. On uh, Chev's shin? <laughs> no. God. All right, good job, Chev. All right, our next person sees racist Vince wearing his white hood and using his genetic jackhammer and massive grapefruits in pleasure while on his computer watching clan videos of lynched dark people and finishing with a strong and forceful, you're fired. That's equivalent to my ooh, ah. <laughs> so goddamn. Was that Al Pacino? <laughs> oh, oh, come on now. More margaritas. More margaritas. Um, <laughs> wow, that's disturbing. That that gets that gets people's points. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that gets that's, real points. That's fucked up. All right, that was Glenn Kukin's entry. Good job, Glenn. Of course it was. <laughs> All right. Our next person's across the street from the Von Erichs. I see, I see a handful of corpses rise from the backyard and call the police claiming the zombie, the zombie apocalypse has begun. Oh, I thought but, it was going to go into the monster mash for a second. But they don't believe me and I am eaten. Aww. Aww that gets the points. Von, yeah, the Von Erichs are leading the zombie apocalypse now. That was Joe Kalaya's entry. Good job, Joe. All right. Here's what our next person sees. I see Zack Ryder. Oh, wait. No, wait. I don't. <laughs> that gets points, too. <laughs> that was Dylan Mewshaw. Wow. Everyone wants to get points this week. <laughs> Everybody was worried that you were going to bury them. All right. Our next person. I spy a grumpy Kevin Nash in a red and white striped shirt wearing a leg cast watching <laughs> The Wizard of Oz. Now he just removed the DVD and is running it over with an 18-wheeler toy truck made by Tonka. I think he's now putting in a Ninja Turtles DVD. 
usually long entries don't get you points, but that was hilarious. It was just all anti-Kevin Nash. It was, well, it was Punisher, it was Diesel, and it was Super Shredder. And it was Oz, too. Don't yeah. <laughs> that was great. All right. Good job, DJ MC. Wow. David Jesus, Michael Coyle. That's an awesome gimmick name. An entrance is, or an intro, no, an entry, as long as his name. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Michael I... Cole was playing this game now? Michael Coyle. You think you're cute? <laughs> All right. I, I watch this big show yells profanities at people who pass by. <laughs> That's inspired by this show. <laughs> an asshole uh that gets points stupid goof that was lsg homeless stupid fucking piece of shit (laughs) oh i can't wait till the big show comes back and then inserts himself into some feud that he has no point in instead of the instead of the big show he's now the swear jar (laughs) well (laughs) fuck it's the swear jar (laughs) oh Okay. All right. I see Rikishi hosting a dance party with Ernest the Cat Miller, Disco Inferno, Too Cool, and R Truth. Wow, these are all good. That gets points. All right. Now, because Mike Simsack actually is in a wheelchair, do, does he get anything for that? Or does he just get regular 100 points? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he gets a special fucking parking space. <laughs> God damn! All right, know. just well, because he he got he got points because he has an in on this life. He got That's priority. He, gets, he got so. priority parking in this in this contest. Right. As a matter of fact, he had an undue advantage, so half points. <laughs> Change approved. Oh, no, you guys are terrible. <laughs> no, he gets full points. He doesn't get anything bonus. Jeez. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I don't. All right, I, I have to read this next entry. I, I feel like we're going for something sensual here, so I'm going to read it as such. I oh, see, baby! I see the Rock eating a pie, pumpkin and whipped cream. Okay. Oh no! Is that going to be your first burial? It might get folded. You where, never know. Where is Where is Triple H? Hell, son, Hunter ain't here. That damn entry's going to get folded. Oh, I'm sorry, Josette Myers. Oh, Josette. I feel sorry because she doesn't enter every week, but almost every time she doesn't get points. Yeah, good job, Pat. Hey, <laughs> hey, that was Stonefold. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder nobody ever yells at you guys. Oh, yeah, you wanted, you wanted Triple H to, to, to decide, but Stonefold showed up instead. He left his fabric softener in here. That's why he came by. Oh, yeah. All right, well... Make sure Triple H is present. We're talking. Are we talking liquid fabric softener, or does he have a pile of dryer sheets? <laughs> no, the dr- if he had the dryer sheets left in here, we would have known Samoa Joe was going to debut. Absolutely. All right. Oh, this next one. All right. I see Kane dressed as Triple H and a corpse dressed as Stephanie. Time to play the game. Oh God. So he's like doing the reverse Katie Vick is the idea, yes. 
that's points, yeah. Uh, Reverse yes. Katie Vick points, which means it was actually good and makes me happy to be a wrestling fan. Yes. That was Charles Hardman's entry. Okay. Stick with me for this one, because it's a, it's, it's a longer entry, but we these games, this week seems to be good. All right, next one. Day one, apartment 13. The Von Erichs move in. The next day, they're gone. The next day, Owen Hart, poof, gone. Then the day after, the Benoit family move in and poof, gone. This apartment must be cursed. Who is this now? It's Antonio. Oh, but he isn't a wrestler. Should I tell them the difference? Nah, fuck it. Oh. Okay, now here is a thing. Um, Was the one and done rule in effect? Yes. Do we count this as a Von Erich entry? Um, I think it's more of an Antonio entry. But you can make the oh, decision there. I, I think I figured out the mystery, though. Because Antonio goes into the apartment. It's, it's nighttime. He's ready to go to sleep. The closet opens. And you find out who killed everyone. <laughs> it's the Boogeyman! Ha ha ha! Fuck you, Antonio! <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy that's the direction that went in. Uh, so this will be up to you what you want to do with this entry. I, I think I have to give it points now. <laughs> you gonna get assign it boogeyman points? Boogie <laughs> points? Ha, 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 fuck you, fuck Antonio. you, Antonio points. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, that was Matt Awesome's entry, but I like the way he wrote it as like a mystery novel, almost <laughs> like a journal. Like Which all these people are like disappearing, and then the next day someone else moves in. Wait till he finds out. He didn't even know what the mystery was, and we figured it out for him. So wait, that does that mean that the Boogeyman is now my favorite wrestler of all time, or should I be upset because all those really great wrestlers disappeared because of him? Oh, that was all work. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. Okay, but Antonio actually died. <laughs> of course. Okay, that makes it better. All right, guys, this is the Biggie countdown. There's five entries to go. Right. Our next person, I see Sting. <laughs> I'm so glad you you figured that out that one. That's good. <laughs> Somebody listens to the show. That's good. Points. That's not Sting. That's a picture of Sting. That's Taylor Chadwick. Points. Okay. Our next person. I see Hulk Hogan with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Oh. oh. Is, is he so full? <laughs> I feel like a pig. I ate so much. I ate so much that all of Axelmania's shirts make me money. Oh, I'm going to have to give that cringe points. Cringies to Matt Hardman. Notice, I gave that cringe points in how many death jokes we've had this week. That's what gave me cringe points. Well, and how many uwa jokes? This gave me cringe I points. I don't think the uwa can give you cringe anymore because it's been so done now. <laughs> it's um. I also would like to give it I'm so full points. <laughs> how many are those worth? It's full of... Nothing. What? Oh, because if those were worth 50, he'd have the equivalent <laughs> of regular points. <laughs> uh, he needs I ate like a pig points, too. God damn. <laughs> I feel like I need to just give him the full points at this point. 
Uh, good lord. Bring All right. your best friend points. <laughs> All right. Hulk, I sleeped with Brian Knobs points. <laughs> oh, man, there's going to be a whole new category. And that's why this. we're on Giant Media Ball. It's like a giant ball of media without the fleas. Oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Wiggly. All right. Next. Yeah, he hasn't canceled us either, so... Or he has, and he just keeps on. <laughs> yeah, he just out hasn't the told info. us that. Yeah, what a nice guy! Us. He just doesn't want to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. I see the icy champion, and yes, I says he says yes, yes, yes. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> can, can we get Arnold in here to do that, please? You know, I, I am so happy to be part of the um, the uh, points or a frozen game. Oh no, now no, no, no. people can get frozen? <laughs> the only problem with the points of frozen game is guess what you have to do? You have to let it go. Oh shit. Yes. Why? Yes. And yes. now this game has jumped the shark. <laughs> this is the last edition of Points Are Buried Ever. Yeah. Well, sorry guys. Next week we'll call it Points Are Folded and all will be okay. <laughs> it's going to relaunch. <laughs> All right, that was Dan Dahl's entry. Yes. Okay. Our next person saw John Cena doing the five-knuckle shuffle over a naked Brie Bella. Then he waved his hand in front of his face, and I couldn't see him anymore. So what, he's cheating? They're cheating? And he disappeared? Obviously. They're both cheating? I'm not sure if they were going for the wrong Bella on purpose, but it's actually pretty funny. Well, she was asleep, so she's not technically cheating on Daniel Bryan. However, that just makes uh, John Cena a masturbatory rapist. Oh, God. Oh, hey, guys. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm a little late. Buried. Uh, Joe Mad Dog Needle has been buried. And your final entry. This person saw Pat Patterson dancing in front of a mirror with his junk tucked between his legs. Did he say, would you fuck me? (laughs) I'd I'd fuck me. Goodbye, horses. (laughs) Make sure he gets gets his plurals wrong. Oh, my God. Big big fat person. Oh, God damn. Uh, that's double cringies, which is regular points. All right. That was Don Mario's entry. Wow! We took a this. <laughs> now you guys have to choose your winner. You know what uh, Pat Patterson's favorite part is about Don Mario? That he won? No, Rainbow Road. Oh. Oh, God. He's <laughs> also a big Thor fan. Is Pat Patterson. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he loves the Rainbow Bridge, also known as Bifrost! Oh, that was great. <laughs> God damn. All right, so what's your winner, guys? Wow. Should I do the recap? Mm, hmm. Yeah, let's do the recap, because I really don't remember which one I like the best. All right. Um, Biggie shaking with three of something. Uh, Roman Reigns, Barely Legal, BBY Girls. Racist Vince, you're firing all over his keyboard. 
Um, <clears throat> the Von Erics leading the zombie apocalypse. Zack Ryder, LOL, nope. Uh, Kevin Nash, Overdrive. Uh, Big Show yelling profanities. Rikishi Dance Party. Reverse Katie Vick. Uh, Matt Awesome's journal of the disappearing wrestlers. I see Sting. Hulk Hogan with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. The IC champion and Pat Patterson. You know, I, I'm really a big fan of the big swear, and I hope that becomes a permanent character. But I'm going to have to go with the Kevin Nash one. I really right. like that one. Uh, I like the Sting one, so I will. we will uh, have to. Are we, are we going to have uh, a half win to the Sting? And, let's call uh, the whole thing off. Half win to Sting. Well, you guys have the option to award a second place person who will get an additional 25 points. Uh, um, or you can announce co-winners. Let's do co-winners this week. Co-winners! Oh, do it. DJ MC and Taylor Chadwick, congratulations. You each get 150 points. You are co-winners this week. Is that the first time ever? Probably. Uh, definitely first time this year. It, it has now been precedented. <laughs> Is there anything we haven't done yet? With two years, game? two winners! Oh, it's and, crazy. Uh, um, when I initially posted this, I made a spelling and grammatical error that Joey Image was happy to correct for me before Shin did, and Shin was able to comment on the thread about why he wasn't able to post, but did not end up submitting an entry. Mm. <laughs> so, that happened. Alright, guys. Well, this has been the Club Kayfabe Podcast, and wait, wait, wait a minute. We're not done yet. I think we promised something. We've been promised something. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Promising it for like a month and a half. <laughs> yeah. Please sit back and pour a glass of Chardonnay. It is time for WrestlePiece Theater. Oh, yes. It's time for Club Kayfabe Fancy. With our narrator, Chris O'Mealy. Our story name this week is WWE Kindergarten. And I did not mispronounce that, by the way. Not kindergarten, kindergarten. Kindergarten. About. These are WWE superstars and divas. When they wear in kindergarten. This is also my first fic. Period, colon, P. Tongue face. Tongue face. So thank you to... (laughs) Thank you to Jurahan2013. Which is probably the year you were born, based on the way I'm reading this. Is Juron. All right. Uh, Patch, are you ready? Of course. Dan, are you ready? Yep. All right. (laughs) As ready as we're going to be, this one was not well put together. It's it's not very long, but I think it tells a good story. So it's very poorly formatted. So this is going to be (laughs) excellent. This is going to be awesome. All right. In a random classroom, there was John Cena was sitting playing with his toys. <laughs> Jeff Hardy was putting water into a cup oh, and pouring my. it into the indoor sandbox. <laughs> his, his brother there hasn't been a period yet, by the way. <laughs> In capital, his brother. <laughs> his, his brother. His I guess now he's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Hardy. Uh, Matt Hardy didn't seem to notice his brother. He was too busy reading. T.O. Busy reading. There's our first period. 
<laughs> Mike, parenthesis, the Miz, and John Morrison, we're fighting over who gets to go on the swings outside. The girls in the class, we're all at the teacher's desk looking at things. Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, and Ted DiBiase stole Evan Bourne's small backpack and were passing two back and forth to each other. Stop it, guys! Not funny! <laughs> Evan yelled at them. Though he thought he was gonna cry because all three of them are really mean bullies. No way, teach words, pet. Randy said, passing it to Cody. Meanwhile, was quietly humming to himself, then he heard a loud noises coming from his classroom. Who, who is that? That's Randy. Oh. <laughs> they better not been messing around like last time. He thought to himself, why is there an exclamation point? <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeff got a weird feeling that oh, was wow. coming. So he grabbed one B a he chair. Grabbed. He grabbed a chair and looked out the door and saw walking fast to the door. Jeff then yelled, "Come in!" Everybody hurried to their desks. Randy grabbed Evan's backpack and threw it thorough high in the air. The backpack landed in the big trash can that the kids always had to tell to throw their garbage in. Garbage. Garbage. Garbage, Garbage, yes. Oh my god, this is awesome. (laughs) Evan quickly grabbed a chair and put it in front of the large garbage and reached inside of it. Kofi Kofi saw saw his best friend trying to get his backpack. He wanted to help, but came in the classroom. That's disgusting. He quickly saw Evan reaching into the garbage garbage can. Evan squeaked in surprise and then slipped slipped and fell in the garbage. Oh, I fell in the garbage. The class, tri- the class tried very hard not to laugh. Especially, wait, wait. Especially Randy, Cody, and Ted reached into the garbage and grabbed Evan. Hey, they spelled it right this time. Who was holding backpack? Put, put Evan down in the ground. Said to him, <laughs> "What were you thinking, Evan? If I didn't see you there." Then you could not have been stuck there for hours. <laughs> but Evan tried to say while tears were coming to his eyes when screamed at him. No buts, Evan. Go to your desk. I'm very disappointed in you. And I'm missing a P there. <laughs> Evan nodded and walked slowly to his desk. Saw Jeff, who was looking at the floor, swinging his legs, but he also noticed water mixed with sand all over his shirt, then glanced at the sandbox and saw a cup and saw water on top of it. Jeff, did you put water inside the sandbox again? No. 
Jeff said innocently shaking his head. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. I feel like adults, they're little kids. <laughs> then can you explain your shirt? <laughs> Jeff looked at his shirt, then just shrugged like he had no idea what was wrong. Go change your shirt, Jeff. Okay. Said Jeff sliding off his chair. When Evan walked to his desk, Randy leaned did over to him and said loud enough for the whole class to hear. I didn't know you lived in garbage. In a garbage. <laughs> <laughs> the whole class burst into laughter while Evan burst into tears. Try- <laughs> tried to calm everyone down, but he couldn't deal with everything at the same time. Jeff was pulling at his shirt, saying, Teacher! 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 Everybody was laughing. Everybody was laughing at Evan, and Evan was crying. (laughs) Thought to himself, Why me? (laughs) Poor dealing with all those kids. I can't believe I finished my first fanfic. The end. You finched your first fanfic. Uh, Yeah, you you finched. Finched. Good lord. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Well, that was WWE Kindergarten. What a tale. Kindergarten. <laughs> Which was definitely written by a kindergartner. Uh, that was fun. That was garbage. <laughs> that, was gar- that was a garbage. <laughs> Poor Evan Bourne, though, man. Evan fell into a garbage can, a garbage can, and then... I like how it went from trash to garbage. You should have just stuck with trash. You spelled that one right. I like how Jeff Hardy was artistic from a young age. I'm going to mix the water with my sand. I also like how early in the story they actually wrote, like... Goys and Teachwer's pet, like they were supposed to be kids, and then completely forgot <laughs> about that the gimmick. <laughs> and then just, just uh well, guys, I'm sorry that took so long to get you Wrestle Peace Theater, but I hope you enjoyed that wonderful little tome that we had there. If any of you in the future would ever like to join us for another episode of Wrestle Peace Theater, too bad. Go- I mean, ah, that's mean. Go to fanfiction.com and do a search for WWE. Find a story that isn't too short but not too long and has a decent amount of spoken dialogue, and we will absolutely consider it. Uh, be forewarned, your brain is going to hurt. Possibly worse than Dan's does reading those Facebook comments. <laughs> this may be worse. I'm not sure. We don't do it often enough to have enough data, but it sure as hell hurt my head looking for that one. You should have seen the ones we passed up, even though Pat really wanted to do that one. But maybe, maybe next time. Maybe next time we have a special guest. Oh, that was WWE Slash Fiction was the one we passed up. The one called Summer. You know, if we if we get um like a Dan Madigan or somebody on the show again, or even a wrestler, if we can get them to do that with us, I think that would be a great oh segment. Oh my god. If we could find, like, a DDP yoga one and actually get DDP to be part of that. That'd be great. I think Madigan would go for it. Especially he find, seems, like, some like he's got that stuff. good sense of humor. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sure you can. I'm not looking now, but... I also like how one of them I found was uh, 
called WWE Idol, and it was basically American Idol with wrestlers, and all it was was like, Welcome to WWE Idol. I'm your host. Here's Rey Mysterio. I'm singing Kenny Chesney. Go on. And then it's just copied and pasted song lyrics. It's like, wow, that was good. Paula? Yes. Randy? Yes. Now move on. (laughs) Like Now you see what we go through when we try to do this thing we do every couple months. That was actually, that actually could have been amusing if it wasn't just copied and pasted song lyrics. Like the concept, the concept drew me in and then I read it and I'm like, eh, no. And somebody else did uh, the original Simpsons Treehouse of Horror and just recast everybody with wrestlers. And like, it was one of those, oh, this could kind of be a good idea. And the execution just sucked. These are probably better as sketches rather than just yeah on a page. Yeah, really. But uh, but I hope you guys appreciated that, and that's gonna do it for this week. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Hollywood when they discovered how many comics had been written that they could just make movies. That's kind of what we're doing with this. We're just like, look really? at all this stuff. Let's just use it. All right. So next week is going to be our preview show for Elimination Chamber WWE Network Special. LOL, not a pay per view. So remember that whole gimmick that we're going to start calling them special events? Hey, guess what? We actually can call this one a special event. Yay! Special, all right. Indeed. Until next time, I am Chris, that is Dan, and that is Pat.